earlier. Oh, can't record. Um, yeah, I wanted to um, look at Psalms. I felt it was a a good starting place for for this. But actually, it's um it's something we come back to from time to time again, and it's they're different. They're not like the rest of the Bible. They don't tell us a story, and actually, sometimes they're quite difficult to read. Um, and they don't quite seem to, f- yeah, but they are, there's something different about them. Um, but they aren't your theology book, but they're kind of outpourings of the soul. Um, I've got a Eugene Peterson quote. It says, people look at the Psalms to find out who they are. They're a biblical way to discover ourselves. With the Psalms, we bring into awareness an ancient sorrow, release a latent joy. We use the Psalms to present ourselves before God as honestly and thoroughly as we are able. A mirror shows us the shape of our nose and the curve of our chin, but the Psalms show us the shape of our souls and the curve of our sin. Reality is deep within us, hidden and obscured, for which we need focus and names. And Psalms, they're they're poetry and prayer. Um, And Eugene does carry on at this point. Um, I do. I, I haven't just quoted. I've stolen his book, done a little bit of it. But poetry is a language used with intensity. It is not, as so many people suppose, decorative speech. Poets tell us what our eyes, blurred with too much gawking, and our ears, dullied with too much chatter, miss around and within us. Far from being cosmetic language, it is intestinal. It is root language. Poetry doesn't so much tell us something we never knew as bring into recognition what was latent or forgotten or overlooked. And the, the ancient language of the Psalms may have been written a long time ago in times different, different to ours, where slayings of enemies and battles and fortresses um, were much more common, but well, at least the physical ones. Um, but they do speak deeply to the human condition. That's why I wanted to look at them in this space. And psalms are also a prayer, they're an outpouring of emotion to God. And they're also an answer to prayer. If we have ears to listen, we hear the Father's voice telling us again those deep truths. And as we make space for God, I'm confident that we'll hear him speak. Um, we're going to pick up some themes probably over the next few months. Um, as different people bring something. Um, but... And I thought about that today, but instead I actually landed on this particular psalm, Psalm 62, which we read earlier. Um, so just going to spend a few minutes reflecting on that. This is not an Andy, an Andy 40 minute sermon. This is a Tim, maybe to the point one. Um, so why, why Psalm 62 in particular? Um, it's, it's one that I remember from some CDs that my mum used to play on repeat by a guy called Ian White. Some people may be of the right era, um, but he was a worship leader from Scotland in the 90s who decided to basically put psalms to music. And I tried to listen to them again, and they have not aged well musically. (laughs) But um, what I loved about them, or what mum loved about them, was the fact that they are, um, they're just the words. He He hasn't done anything to them. He's just picked those words out and sung them as songs as they were meant to be. Um, But this Psalm 62 one stuck with me. I might even stick it on at the end. 
Um, but and as I was looking through, I felt it kind of it's Psalms in micro form. Um, it's a Psalm of David, and but it's twelve verses of space for the praise and the doubt and the comfort and the lament and all the emotions of humanity are all all in there. So that's that's why I picked Psalm sixty two and. There's some probably some deep theological points that I'm missing, but that's good, right? Um, and I wanted to reflect on it actually as a poem. I looked at it as from that po from what what is this poem about? Um, and I should also admit that I started reading about this while listening to Bruce Springsteen's "Darkness on the Edge of Town" on vinyl, so it may have had some some impact on the content. Um, for the uninitiated, Darkness is the best album by one of the greatest songwriters of the last hundred years. Go and listen to it, um, but not now. Listen to me instead. Um, but it's a brilliant album, but it's also structured in a very specific way. And the five tracks mirror each other. And actually, it's done on purpose. So whichever side you're listening to, you're getting almost the same story. You're getting a different take on it. And they're linked, but it's it's one album. Um, and it starts with the big hitters. It starts with those statements of intent. There's Badlands, which is, well, I believe in the love that you gave me, and I believe in the faith that could save me. What a start to an album. And then you hit the promised land on the second side. You hit, Mr. I ain't a boy, uh, but no, I'm a man, but I believe in the promised land. And they start this wonderful statements of intent. This is the head knowledge. And then the album gets more and more introspective and brings in these characters <laughs> all the way through. And this is where the analogy does fail in the psalm. And it kind of ends with him in a right moat. Um, because the head knowledge hasn't quite met the heart knowledge. Something impacts it um, on both sides. Um, psalm 62, for me, is a vinyl record. It's got two sides of the same album, but with, same, with the same structure and connected but distinct themes. And as there are only three tracks on each side, it's probably prog rock. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> um, but it starts with that big statement, the first one, the, the, the number one for weeks opener. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. That, that's the one you're, you're singing at a conference, isn't it? You come off the back of a conference. That's, what's, that's there. What a, what a great statement. But then you hit the introspection. But you've stated the big truths and you've got the head knowledge. And then the rubber hits the road and life comes along. Um, David here, I mean, he's written this probably quite late on, probably running from his son. Um, but he comes on, how long will you assault a man, this leaning wall, this tottering fence? They fully intend to topple him from his lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but with their hearts they curse. Um, this isn't a sign of a rested soul to me. <laughs> There's things that batter us. They're a source of anxiety now, as much as they were for King David. And at this point, I wondered, how often do we take the needle off the track here? How often do we get stuck and let these attacks of the heart be the end? 
where we've gone from that big conference statement and then stuff attacks us and we stop there. Where something's disconnected. Um, it's where Bruce Springsteen gets to, by the way. Racing on the streets. Girl has a sitting girl sitting on the porch of her daddy's house, all pretty dreams are torn. She stares off alone in the night with the eyes of the one who hates just for being born. That's where darkness ends, just to warn you. Well, at least I won. And it is a bit where my analogy falls flat because actually in the psalm, track three of each side is a response. <laughs> and it's a reprise that recenters us. We've got our head knowledge. We've been attacked. What happens now is an instruction to the heart. But it's very slightly different to the opening. Find rest, O oh my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. It's that command to the heart undone. I think for some of us, maybe, that's what we need to meditate on here. Um, we know in our head, it's God that's the fortress who will not be shaken. That's the one we read about, but we need to speak it to our hearts. It's that Eugene quote from earlier. Poetry doesn't do so much, doesn't so much tell us something we never knew as bringing into recognition what was latent or forgotten or overlooked. Um... And I just want to say there's time and the space to speak that truth to your heart if that's what you need. Or if you want someone to stand with you and speak that truth with you. Um, you know what? I'm pretty sure we're all on the ministry team here. Um, <laughs> obviously, within some boundaries, probably go best to go to someone of your own gender and that, and but don't get too huggy and don't talk. But if people want just someone to stand with you, talk at people, that is, sorry. Um, but we're happy to do that. Um, but for now, we're going to continue on to side B. Side B is basically the same, but it's not. Um, it's the same format, it's the same concept, and it might be disparaging to call it the same full chord trick, um, because that's how worship songs work. Um, but the change in gear here isn't that we find our rest in God alone, but we depend on God alone. Um, my salvation and my honour depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times. A people, pour out your heart, O oh people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. It's another big hitter, another fridge magnet classic. The kind of quotes you pull out and you stick on your wall. Um... But then we go from there into the reality of when we look at the world. <laughs> we go, well, actually, looking at the world, where do we see this? The psalmist turns again to the they of the side A, track two. It's the same they in the middle here. Low-born men are but, a, are but a breath. The high-born are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together, they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or take pride in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. And here we acknowledge that we do not put our trust in God. We don't depend on him. 
we put our trust in man and our souls, instead of depending on God, can search after all the other things. And uh, my soul so often feels restless. But as I practice, I've been challenged, how often do I reset? And how often do I acknowledge that I am depending on the high uh, uh, acknowledge that I'm depending on highborn men, lowborn men, earthly leaders, or more commonly, me? Far less than I'd like to admit. And as I've been preparing, actually, I've realised that I've probably been living again with a restless soul recently. And this is why the kind of heart knowledge has sometimes just appeared detached from my head again. Um, Life is really, really busy at the moment. Um, my glamorous and beautiful assistant today, she's doing a great job with the words. Are you hiring her yet? Absolutely. We're getting married next year. Um, we're buying a house. We're doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and it's all a bit of a whirlwind. But I'm really restless. And you know what? I was challenged. This preach is as much at me as it is at anyone else. Because, you know what, I'm doing all that in my own strength if I'm not careful. I'm relying on me and I'm not depending on God. <sighs> so yeah, that's a challenge. How much do we prioritise resting in God and how much do we depend on God? Um, I hope it's not just a challenge to me. <laughs> but it might be, but you know, that'll do. Good. <laughs> um... But I've been spending a bit of time with these psalms, and my word, they're giving me life. Because it's that discovery of those ancient truths, again, um, that that's what they're speaking to. But much like on side A, the poet does not end with the introspection and the downtrodden. Much like side A, sign B ends with a reprise of track one, which means it's definitely prog rock. The poet has acknowledged our human condition and then he has looked back to the walls of the Father and hears his voice. God speaks and the psalmist hears. God doesn't speak anything new, but he speaks ancient, unchangeable truths to the heart. One thing God has spoken. Two things have I heard. That you, O God, are strong and that you, O God, are loving. Surely you will reward each person according to what he has done. As strong as a mighty rock, a loving refuge. These are the two things that God is yesterday, today, forever. This is where we place our trust. This is where our soul finds rest. This is who we depend on.